Greetings! Welcome! Yes. Yeah. This, this is Stu. <laughs> this is Jake. And uh, this is Riders of the Dawn. We are going to talk about getting out of an amateur mindset yeah. today. We were going to talk about Wheel of Time. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. This is going to be our last commuting video. Also, this is the second to last one. And this is just what was on our mind, so we thought we'd talk about it. This is something... Talk about the amateur mindset. Amateur mindset is basically a mindset without without significant goals in mind, and it's also a self-deprecating mindset. Yeah. And it's one that you got to get yourself out of, regardless of what you're doing or what profession you're in. If you are an auto mechanic, you got to get out of the amateur mindset of like, well, I just want to hang out, and work on cars. Like, no, no, I want to, I want to be good at this and be successful and have my business and you know whatever it's going to be. The biggest thing, the biggest thing to realize, and and the thing is, I don't think it's the first thing to change, but it's the most important thing to change. Yeah, is to realize that you have uh, your time is valuable, and no matter how much you like doing something, other people ought to value your work doing that. Yeah. So this this whole idea that like, oh, you should play music because you love it, not because you get paid. It's like, get out, just. That's that's a valueless statement, and in a place where, I mean, music is finally in a place now where where people can independently produce things and do things on their own. That you need to value your own work. Nobody who works as hard as authors and musicians work should 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 expect nothing for for their for their efforts. Because I'm going to tell you, after after ten years working in the music industry, like busting my ass day in and day out working like four jobs at a time and two of those being like gigging groups like you don't you don't sleep and you don't get paid very much but the the notion that that someone could come up to you and say oh hey you want to come come play uh, at my party let's, you know, go, let's, let's go let's jam. go jam and I'm like uh you want to you want to jam let's uh um, yeah, tell me about that. It's like, it's uh, like, let's go jam. It's like, tell me about your group. Tell it's me like, about your group. Yeah, well, I got, what do you mean my group? Well, I don't know. I thought we'd just hang out and jam. It's like, well, what, what's your goals? What's your group? What style is it in? Who's playing with you? And they're like, I, I don't I don't have any of that. It's like, okay, well, why? Tell me when you do. Tell me when you have an idea and maybe it's something that I can contribute to and it will be successful. Uh, or maybe it's something I'll pass on and give your number to somebody else yeah. who, who wants to do that. Because like this, this would happen so many times. I mean, and I, you know, I made this video a while back called like why I quit playing classical guitar. A lot of people kind of misinterpreted some of the things I said. They were like, okay, you know, uh, it's way better when you can make music and you just don't have to worry about money. I'm like, that's true. I'm making music for me and I like that feeling and that approach, but that's not to me making music for free or that, yeah. I, that I like, don't like money. I was in the music industry for 10 years playing the same crap and I got tired of doing that same crap which is why I don't do it anymore, right? And so everybody does that. You get burned out of whatever constant thing you do. If you're a, if you're a freaking aeronautical engineer and you've just been working on the same like wing foil design, that's your job. Design, design a wing foil for this new plane. So you're just like designing wings. You're just like, I'm so tired of designing wings. I want to design rockets. Yeah. And so you <laughs> so you start your own, you, you, you leave and you do something different. Um, it's, like, it's just like that, right? The, the point is that it's not, it's not, it's no, it's nothing evil to like want to make money doing music or anything else, but you have to have the mindset that like you're worth yeah. somebody, something. you have a, you have something that is, is worthwhile. Not only that, but that you are actually, 
trying to make something for the market that you know the market wants, uh, that's a that's a part of that getting out of the amateur mindset. And for me, the, the biggest thing where I, where it really came to me that my time was valuable was someone someone proposed this this exact thing. Hey man, you want to come and jam? And I, I, I basically gave the same the same spiel, you know, what are you guys doing? What's it like? Da 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 the same response. It's this canned response. Oh, I don't know, I just thought we'd drink beers and jam. And I and I said to the guy, I was like, listen man, my free time consists of the six hours that I sleep. Is your is me jamming with you more valuable than that? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> like I just your your time is filled up with stuff because yeah, you want to be you want to be filling up your time with value. Yeah, if and your especially time is valuable. You need to be doing valuable things. Yeah, especially in Vegas, man. We were up to like five a.m. every night. Every night. And it was one of these things. that's like we were rehearsing and, and stuff in the middle of the night, and um, somebody was like, "Will you sing out and jam?" And like, I, I, you let yourself get socially pressured into doing that, and you get there, and you're like, this is such a waste of my time. <laughs> Why am I not at the gym right now? Yeah. You know, it's like I gave up gym nights to go. To go, like, yeah. satisfy other people's little egos about believing that they were good at music and that they could jam and have a good time. And it's like, man, I, I could be lifting right now and improving myself. Yeah. And that's like, I look at all, you look at all the alternatives and you're just like, every single alternative is me improving myself or enjoying myself more than this. Yeah. And I don't enjoy, like, I don't enjoy showing up and just playing with other people. That is a joy from the amateur level. Yeah. I enjoyed that when I was 15, 16. By the time I was 18, I was gigging. And by, by the time you get to the level that you're gigging, you're playing music for money, you don't want to show up to anything that doesn't have an end goal in mind. Yeah. Just like you wouldn't show up to a job that isn't going to pay you. Yeah. Right? Oh, hey, you know, you come and you do all this work for us. You know, we're a startup, but, uh, you know, maybe if we we're successful, maybe I'll give you some money. Yeah, what about the part where we all just love music? It's like, I don't know, apply that to anything else. Yeah. Anything. You're, you're like... Hey, you know, uh, you want to you want to come over to my house and and design a plane? And it's like, no. Why not? What, yeah. what about the joy of designing of designing aeronautical? <laughs> yeah, if you're stuff? if you're uh, I mean, if you're our age, you probably understand the the frustration of of a parent calling and saying, my computer's messed up. Can you come fix it? Can't you just work on it because you love computers? It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. So. It, so, and like more anecdotes as they illustrate a lot so I'd go play a gig right and so I've done this a bunch of times like I maybe I'd quit a band at some point because I was going to do something different that was more like to my either more profitable to my styles and uh, I'd get a call back for my and, and stay friends with obviously like these are still my business relations and they're like hey can you come fill in on this gig I'm like okay I'll go fill in on the gig and I'll go play the gig and people will be like, oh, dude, you were really, really good. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm filling in for them. You know, this will be after the gig. And they're like, oh, dude, you should come jam with us. You should come play bass for us. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm like, what kind of style do you do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's rock. And if somebody responds with rock, I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, if, you're, if your response to the style is we play rock, that's, I don't know. It's like, yeah. what? Hey, uh, you know, hey, what's your, uh, it's like asking classical music, hey, hey, you know, what's your what's your favorite period to play? And they're like, oh, you know, common practice. It's like, so anything <laughs> from, from the 14th century until now? 
that's pretty broad. Can you yeah. be more specific? Yeah. That's like rock. Like rock music includes everything from Michael Jackson to, you know, if you want to stretch it, Morbid Angel. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, what, I, is yeah. what is it? What is it? Because at one point, you, yeah, rock was pop. So pop, a lot of pop is taken from rock. And so, I mean, it's... If we take this to writing, because this is, after all, a uh, Star Trek fan fiction podcast. <laughs> uh, in writing, if uh, if you're really into writing stories and you and you, you want to be you want to be writing, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you you have a passion for it. You probably like doing it a lot. You like writing stories, but do you like writing stories enough to to write four books a year for free? For a and while. have and have nobody nobody read them. <laughs> and not only have nobody read them, but just have them sitting on your hard drive. Like, is, <laughs> is that something that interests you? Is that something that interests you? Because let me tell you, you can do that, and nobody will care. Yeah. If you call yourself an author, yeah, and that's what you say. <laughs> nobody's gonna. People are gonna say, "Oh, you're an author, huh? Oh, how do you make money? Oh, you're a teacher." <laughs> <laughs> this is, here's another anecdote. I love. Our, I mean, like Vegas was such a great learning experience about life. Yes. And you know, and I I learned a lot of lessons prior to that, but like, uh, you know, getting out in the dating scene in Vegas this is before this is before I was dating my wife, right? I'd uh, I'd be talking to a girl or whatever, and she'd be like, "What do you do?" I'd be like, "I'm a musician." this and that play gigs right you know and I'll be kind of explaining my business because that's you know I'm like okay most people don't understand like what what goes into the music business they don't understand that you're an entrepreneur yeah you know it's my business and then it's like it's she's like okay okay and then I'm like okay and then I you know during during the day I'll I'll uh, you know I have my private studio where I teach my students guitar and they're like oh you're a teacher and then they like all of a sudden they're like a hundred times more interested in you because women okay I, I, you know I, I don't want to generalize women but like in my experience women were not interested in me being a musician so this like old uh, this old idea that like chicks dig guitar players I don't know either not not the ones that I knew or that's just not true uh, and then thing is people can't relate to that and they can't view it as something that you do professionally yeah that's the thing and so like if you're and especially if you're over the age of like 19 the women that you meet are are interested in what your life is like they're not interested in uh oh you know play guitar play guitar in this band and (laughs) and, well twice a year we go play a game for free (laughs) oh it's so cool i love watching play guitar (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't happen, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, I play guitar to man. They're like, is that all you do? Like, what's your day job? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm an auto mechanic. It's like, well, that's great. You know, tell me about your auto mechanic. I only have to wear my retainer it's at like, night wh- now. It's like, why is this woman not interested in my music? It's like, well, she's she's more interested in what your actual life is like. How about that? You know, she's not, she's not quite so interested in your little hobby, Considering she's trying to establish her own life, and you know, oh, is this a person that I want to marry and have children with? Yeah. Huh? You have no future. I'm gonna say no. Hey, I'm gonna say <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for the drink. Thanks for the drink. <laughs> Fare thee well. Um, right. And 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 
I don't know. Somebody, somebody somewhere is going to like take all that out of context and say that like I think women are, are like gold digging whores or something like that. No, <laughs> because it's it's that's just not it. It's it's just not it. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not that at all. They're it's more the interested. Amateur mindset. It's the amateur mindset. Because if you're if uh, women anytime want, you, anytime you talk to to somebody and you and you you open with like yeah my band my, my band it's like my roads. Like I just, you all you're, all you're saying is, all you're really saying is that I really like doing this thing, and and what other people hear is, is that's a hobby. Yeah. And it's really hard. The way you convince people that it's not a hobby is by doing things. So if people meet you at a gig, they're going to be much more more likely to think that that's what you do. Yeah, I used to go to all these parties and they'd be like, why are you always wearing a suit? I'm like, well, I just came from a gig. Yeah. And they're like, wait, you actually do this for a living? And be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was what frustrating. I do. That was frustrating because you're just like... No one believes it because... And, and it's also other people's attitude. You're going to encounter this if you're ever trying to do anything really good with your life. They're like... People who've known you for a long time just assume you're not good at, at, at what you're doing yeah. because they've, they've known you as an amateur and they can't perceive you as a, as a professional. So it's like, yeah, well, of course Matt isn't a good author because I don't know any good authors. It's like this reflexive <laughs> yeah. justification. It's like, he's not good because I don't know any good ones. Yeah. It's like, well, no, 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 no. You just haven't seen, you you weren't around to witness the growth well, and, and you weren't aware of the growth. And it's also, it's also a reflection of... of I haven't been able to do anything great. Therefore, this no, person can't do anything I don't, great. Yeah, because, I ha- because I'm an average guy, I can't know any people who aren't average guys. And the yeah. thing is, like, if you're a successful author, you're not making, like, hand over fist kind of money. You're making you're making the same money that most middle class people are going to make if you're a really successful author. It's not like you're rich. It's just like you're successful in doing this thing that's different from what other people do. That's yeah. that's all it is, um, and it's the same in music. You know, I never, I never like raked in the money. I did okay. There were there were periods in my life where I did really well, but yeah. it wasn't there's, like there's dry times. You know, it's like well, I, people have this idea that the only successful authors are Stephen King and J.K. Rowling, and the only successful musicians are Metallica and Backstreet Boys or something, right? <laughs> I, I don't know who's yeah, you, yeah whoever. No, 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 that's that's good that works Justin yeah. Bieber right like they're the only successful musicians are these people who who make millions of dollars a year and there's no one else that they can even conceive of being like making seventy thousand dollars a year and being really successful yeah. like that's really successful there's touring bands who are big and sell hundred thousand records and break up because they they can't make a middle class income on it yeah. you have to be really successful and you have to be you have to be beyond successful to Especially to work in the uh, in the legacy music industry. Oh yeah, you, legacy music industry is really hard. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be Metallica or Justin Bieber to do that. Which is the which is the one one thousandth of a percent of musicians. Yeah. You know, but if you're doing your own thing, if you're playing gigs, you know, you're yeah, serving you're, the market. Like I played corporate gigs. Um, yeah, I played at restaurants. You're serving a market. Yeah, you could you could totally find success, but you have to be serving a market. Yeah, um, and that's that's the issue that amateurs 
have is they don't understand that you're serving a market. They think, oh, I'm an artist. I'm like Van Gogh or something. I gotta starve for my yeah, art. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I, I always think there's a balance point where it's like, what am I really good at? What do I really want to do? And what am I really good at doing? And how do I find the people who want me to do that? Yeah. And like, what do I what do I need to adjust to get better at what I'm doing to to give people what they want? Because if it's like I want to be a fantasy author, okay. I, I really want to be good at writing fantasy and I really want to write fantasy that people like and I really enjoy writing fantasy. All those things go together. But maybe there's an adjustment somewhere that's like, oh, you know, I need to I need to not have these elements because these elements uh, people don't like. And then, it, you know, if they're critical to a story, obviously that's an artistic upset. But if it's like, oh, you know, that's not that big a deal. Like if I have a bunch of stuff in a story about like super realistic armor that may be boring to people yeah. and it may be something I need to cut even though I'm an, I'm an armor snob and I'm yeah. like an armor pedant and yeah. I really want to write about this stuff. Like I had a scene in Muramasa where like the sword is literally being forged. As I'm writing and I'm like, because the market is Japanese fiction, I think people are going to be interested in having a clear yeah. couple scenes about a sword being forged and how it was historically made. Yeah. But when I put that same scene... In like a pulp urban fantasy. No, no, hell no. Because people are like, why? Why is this scene about this guy hammering all this steel? What's this about? Like, what why do I point? care? It's like they're not going to care. Why isn't he telling me jokes right now? Yeah. So, so you just you know you leave that element out and, yeah. and you just learn to, to do things better. But uh, this, uh, but the thing I, I I think is the biggest problem is that nobody. Uh, the scale is is not weighed on the other side. People don't are, don't even start to consider the market until until they're forty five and they're like, man, I own like six less Pauls, but I don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, that, well, of course, and they bought and they spent all their money on less Pauls and they're basically homeless. But yeah, um, <laughs> like you got the Les Paul and the Marshall half stack and the Harley in the garage. Drive the Honda to work. Drive the Honda to work. <laughs> from my parents basement <laughs> like so you if you never you're just like oh me and my bros we get together on saturday night and we jam and sometimes we go and play at this bar but like we don't really get a big reception because we play uh play nothing but tool covers yeah <laughs> we love tool and we decided we'd be a tool cover band so why doesn't anyone want to watch us in, be a tool in cover portland band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you <laughs> Let's take it back to writing. So the amateur mindset with writers really creeps up a lot. One of one of the ways that uh, – I'm starting to run out of time, so let me think about how quickly I can do this. Um, one of the ways that writers express the amateur mindset is by writing fan fiction. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with fan fiction um, if, if that's what you're really into doing. Uh, but a lot of times people write fan fiction because they feel completely – not confident about their own ideas. You have to uh, you have to write a f you have to explore your own ideas for a while before you get really good at refining them and understanding how to how to write with them. So so a lot of times people that would be good writers hide within fan fiction or think that somehow it's going to like propel them into success the way that it did like uh, uh, Stephanie Myers. No, she whoever wrote. Okay, yeah. Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades is originally yeah. Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. But, like, that's not that's not a good place to, to hide out. Um, you know, it's just you're, you're, you're kind of, like, trying to mitigate possibilities of failure. Yeah. And that's not a good mindset. You, you want to 
You want to subject yourself to the possibility of failure at all time because that's how you refine your product and get better at what you're doing. Yeah, and that's that's a life lesson for every single person everywhere. Is the more you mitigate, the more you mitigate failure. If the if your goal is to not fail, you will never succeed. Yeah, your goal should be to succeed. Failure is always a risk. And and honestly, you need to allow yourself to fail. is is so important. And I, this is a this is an issue that that I take with with school nowadays is there's no risk of failure. Yeah, there's zero risk of failure. And if, and, and if you're a teacher and you fail, your students failing, it just makes more work for you. There's a huge disincentive to give people actual failing grades, even if they deserve it or they they really need to improve what they're doing. And that's just how the mindset is. Everyone should pass. Everyone should succeed. <clears throat> and we wonder why the high school diploma doesn't mean what it used to mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and, I, I think when when you're when you're talking about writing and you're and you think about fan fiction, and I, I like I'm aware of these these Tumblr boards that are just like writing prompts and you know oh I want to write on these writing prompts because I feel like it gives me a lot of practice and this and that and I I understand that you want to practice your craft but you got to practice your craft on what you want what you to want. do so yeah it's it's like it's it's the same as as being a a musician and all you do is sit in the practice room. If you spend your life in the practice room, you'll never, did, did you'll you, never do what you want to do. Did you ever actually practice? That's yeah. the question. If a tree <laughs> falls in the forest, no one makes, and it doesn't. Here's, here's the last thing too, like writing groups and stuff. If you're, if you find a writing group of people, you know, that could be like a great way to support each other possibly. However, ultimately you're probably writing different stuff for different markets and that's going to be of limited use once you ascend out of that amateur mindset yeah. and get to the get to the professional level. What you ideally want to do is you really want to be working with readers. <laughs> yeah, because authors are not readers. Authors are not readers. And so it's it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong if you if you have this sort of mindset, but you just want to you want to have a growth mindset too and look to you know, how do I how do I move towards doing this for real? Well, you you have to sh shift your mindset to where I'm doing this for real. That's my goal, and I, my process is, is contributing to that goal every day. Yeah. And then you're going to find yourself really doing it. <laughs> and yeah. that's a and great it's, feeling. It's, it's scary, but man, let me tell you, the, the feeling is the best one in the world. So yep. that's it for us today. All right. You guys have a great day, or don't. You can find me at dbspress.com, davidbstewart.com. You can find me at matthewjwellman.com. And we will see you next time. Yeah.